On the screen behind me, you will see the call to worship. I will read the leader parts, and Audrey will lead you in the people sections. Sing and shout, how great is our God. The heavens praise your name. The earth proclaims your glory. How beautiful are the feet on the mountain of those who bring good news. Great is your peace, and great are your promises. Your good news brings comfort to my soul. In my heart, a new song cries out. Sing hallelujah. Our God reigns. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. 
She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. going to be the first Noel, and we are, if you're following in your hymn books, we're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 6.
Oh my, what an exciting day. Finally, it's here. Can I get all the little lamb friends to come up if there's any around? I'm not a super good shepherd. Maybe I lost them all by now. Nice. All right, guess what? Today is the day I've been waiting for all along. I've been just bursting to tell you about this ever since we started sitting down and chatting. This story may be old news for a lot of you, but it's new to me every time I think about it. It's the day, the night, that changed my life forever. It comes straight from your scripture, so I want to make sure I get this right. We shepherds were living out in the fields, looking after our sheep at night. All of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appeared to us, and he said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. Today in David's town has been born for you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be your sign. You will find a baby wrapped in claws, lying in a feeding trough. That seems kind of strange. A feeding trough? We had to go check this out. So, all of a sudden, then a huge group of angels appeared to us, and the first angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom God's favor rests. When the angel went back to heaven, we said to one another, Let's go check this out firsthand and see what it's all about and see these things that the Lord has told us about. So we hurried off and we found Mary and Joseph, sure enough, and the baby who really was lying in a feeding trough. I know, that's crazy. When we had seen him, we spread the word that the angel had told us about this child and everyone who heard it was amazed what we had to tell. We returned to our pasture, glorifying and praising God for all the things we had heard and seen, which was exactly what we had been told by the angels. Okay, I think I got that right. Have you guys heard such a story? I'm sure many of you have, but for me, it never gets old. I was just a kid. I was a gloomy child, nobody special. We shepherds were mostly left out. We were poor and uneducated but we could also we could all see this would change our lives even Micah had tears coming down his face can you imagine what it was like to have angels angels come to us the Messiah the Savior of the world was born and we were some of the first people to see him to this day to this day I will tell anyone who will listen do not be afraid I have great news for you. We aren't on our own anymore. Our Savior has come. Can everyone repeat after me? Our Savior has come. Our Savior has come. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this wonderful, wonderful day. We're full of joy that you came to be one of us. Thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, before I forget, let's add another stone to the wall, and then it will be complete. And this one says Jesus. Very fitting that it is the one that completes. Thank you very much. And my little lambs, you can go back to grazing in the pasture.
and do not get lost. I don't know if I will find you. Merry Christmas. Awesome. All right. I only have a few short announcements, then we'll pray, then we'll get into a homily. But the first thing is unfortunately a little bit of bad news. Uh, I got off the phone with the care home not too many minutes ago, and unfortunately there's a strain of influenza going around, and so they want to call off the service for today. So that's too bad, but we will keep them in our prayers, uh, all the residents and the nursing staff and everyone else that's working there as well. But no care home service later today. Next, uh, if you looked at the email that went around earlier, usually we have a gift that goes out to Travis and Rosie, our, our missionaries in Paraguay. Uh, there's an email that's there if you want to send the money uh, yourself or any good messages along to their email address. But if you uh, would rather it come from the church, then talk to Ron. He can figure out how to get that all sent as well. So that's Travis and Rosie. Uh, and then finally, I mentioned it last week, Ebenezer Church, they have a member that unfortunately has been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and there's many bills there, and it's just a hard time for the family and the church entirely. So there's a GoFundMe that is set up to help them. If you need access to that, come talk to me. Otherwise, uh, the email will have that information as well. Oh, one last thing, if anyone is interested in uh, working at the uh, Valley View Tubing Hill, uh, we need, I think, a couple people yet for January the 1st. So get in touch with Emily. She'll be able to work uh, that all out as far as what shifts are still needed. Uh, so get in touch with Emily. She might take a little bit to respond as she is currently uh, half a world away, full world away. But... At the same time, she is on top of it. And, all right, let's go into a time of prayer. Dear God, we come before you this morning praising you. We thank you so very much for who you are that we encounter today, the God that is born to us. Lord, we pray that you open our eyes to new ways that that impacts us. We pray that you open our eyes to new ways that that knocks us off our feet. But Lord, we say thank you this Christmas morning. Thank you. And God, we want to pray this morning for our community. Most importantly, we want to pray for the care home today. Lord, it is sad news that the service won't be happening. But at the same time, we want to pray for all of the residents, that you will be with them this morning, that you will give them that Christmas joy. Pray be with the nursing staff as well. Lord, it has been an impossibly hard couple months for them. And so we pray, be their rock this morning as well, and for the rest of the day. And Lord, we want to pray for everyone else that works there. God, open their eyes to you in new ways. But be what they need. And we want to pray for our town as well. We want to pray that this feeling in us, this feeling about who you are, that that makes us ecstatic that it travels throughout every household. But at the same time, we know that for many, this is a very difficult time of year. And so, God, we pray, be with all of those people that this is a hard time. Lord, be the comfort they need and let them know that they are thought of. And God, finally, we want to pray for Travis and Rosie. Right now, while it doesn't feel it, they are in the middle of camp season. 
And so, God, we want to pray a blessing on them this Christmas morning. We want to pray a blessing on the ministry that they are doing down there and that it impacts in a way that they have never seen before. And God, we want to pray as they celebrate this Christmas morning that they know that we, we are having them on our minds. Lord, all of these things we bring before you this morning, but most of all, thank you. In your name we pray, amen. All right. So I have a little homily prepared for you, just a short one. And what it's on, well, I'm sure that that is going to be something that just absolutely surprises you, because we are going to be talking about Christmas. I know. There was a part of me that seriously was very close to doing, like, something completely different, just because then... But we're going to be talking about Christmas this morning, as is only fitting. And as we talk about Christmas, I was wondering what it is that we should be focusing on in particular. And after tossing it back this way and that, I finally ended on a central question that we're going to be looking at a little bit. And that central question is, why do we celebrate Christmas? That's a simple question. Or at least... It's one of those simple questions that we're so positive that we know the answer to that if you try to say it out loud, if you try to actually explain, you'll find that you can't actually go too many layers deep on it because it's one of those questions that's so simple that you've never actually explored it out loud before. But we're going to be talking about that question this morning. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do you celebrate Christmas? Why is Christmas important? And that's a question that if we're looking at it purely from a social understanding of things, then that's, that's actually a very easy thing to answer. We celebrate Christmas because today is the day and now is the season that family gets together, that friends get together like we here are this morning. Beyond that, it's the season that we all have memories of going back who knows how far. And so we all have good memories. We all have bad memories. And that's an important thing when you have common memories with people all across the country to have that common link. That's no small thing. So you kind of end up with this. The meaning of Christmas is that Christmas has meaning as the turn of phrase goes. On a cultural level, that that's something valuable in itself. But we as Christians, we, we go farther than that. We, we say that the reason that we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus was born. Jesus was born today. And that's a pretty legitimate reason to celebrate Christmas. Don't get me wrong on that one. But at the same time, there have been many people that have been born through all of the years, many world leaders, many this, that, or the other thing. We don't celebrate their birthdays. We don't celebrate the days they were born. We don't celebrate the birthday of Harriet Tubman or Abraham Lincoln. We don't celebrate the birthday of Justin Trudeau. Actually, that one we do. But we call it something else. But the point still remains, right? Like there's many people that are important in world history and we don't celebrate any of their birthdays. So why Jesus? What makes him special? And so if we're going to look at that question, we find ourselves opening our Bibles to Luke 2. 
Because if you're going to ask the question of why is Christmas important, then it makes sense that we turn to the story of when Jesus was born and we scour it, we go through it. And maybe a good place for us to first rest is looking at the angels. As they're talking to the shepherds, what is it that they say? Today in the city of David, there is born to you a Messiah, a Savior, the Lord. As far as why we celebrate Christmas, I think that's a pretty, well, that's a pretty good passage right there. We celebrate Christmas because today is the day that the Savior was born. Today is the day that the one who will address the sin of this world, do away with it, came to be. Today is the day that God himself chose to be born a human baby like we are. So we can, by looking at Jesus, we can understand God in a whole new way. We can understand God in ways we never thought possible before, so that if we follow Jesus Christ, we know we are following God. If we believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we know that the salvation he brings is for us as well. Today, as we celebrate Christmas, in part I would say we definitely celebrate that today is the day that the Savior was born. But here's the thing. I don't think that's the entirety of what we celebrate today. I don't think it's the entirety of what we celebrate today because that's also what we celebrate on Easter. That's also what we celebrate on Good Friday. A different emphasis, sure, then we look at the cross, then we look at the empty tomb. But it's the same thing we're celebrating, that the Savior has come and sin has been dealt with. That is what we celebrate. And so don't get me wrong, I think this is definitely a part of why we celebrate Christmas, but I don't think it's the whole thing. And so we look back at our passage today, and we go through it again, an even finer tooth comb. And by that I mean we stop in the first couple verses. Because there's an awful lot going on in those first couple verses of Luke 2. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And we're going to stop there. I don't think that we fully understand just what a big deal Caesar Augustus was at that point. Caesar Augustus is the first emperor of Rome. When Rome was right near the most powerful that it's ever been. And what that means is that Caesar Augustus was the most powerful person of the most powerful empire the world had seen up until that point, and it would be quite a while after that until they would see a more powerful empire still. That is who Caesar Augustus was. And now I'll point out that it was prophesied that Jesus Christ would be born in the city of David, in Bethlehem. And that the only reason that him and his family ended up there in the first place is because on a whim, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census be taken. Caesar Augustus is the most powerful man to have walked the earth at that point in time. And he ended up doing the will of our Lord without even knowing it. 
That is the power of the God we worship. That is the power of our Lord who was born that day a child. And there's an awful lot in that to celebrate this morning as well, to celebrate this morning on Christmas. Because that God is that, that God is that powerful, that God is such that the world follows his will without even knowing it at times. And that he came and that he was born to be the savior of all means that that plan of his, how can it not come to pass one day? When all of the reeds blow in that direction without even knowing it, how can the ship not sail there as well? That is the power of our God that we celebrate this morning. But is that not also what we celebrate pretty much every Sunday, to some extent or the other? That this is our God who has done this, and that one day through what he does, all will be set right. And so we celebrate it this morning, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I don't think that that's the entirety of what we celebrate either. It's just another layer, but there's still more. And so we turn back to our passage this day. We turn back to Luke 2 and we scour it one more time. And now we're just really going into it with everything that we are. Only to find the thing that is the most obvious staring back at us. The story of what happens here. Where a young woman, Mary, who was pregnant, we know, out of wedlock, married now, but that would have been a scandal in and of itself. And they are going towards a town that neither one of them is from, where neither one of them were told anything about knowing anybody. She's nine months pregnant. She's riding on the back of an, a donkey of some sort, and I can't help but think that is a very uncomfortable thing for a nine-month pregnant woman to do. Women, you can correct me on that one. I suspect that's the situation. But then they finally get there, and there's no place for them, and of course that is when she goes into labor. And then after a while, the baby is born in the only place that they could find to themselves. And I say that loosely because it's a stable they place the baby down in a manger, down in a feed trough. And then the first people that come to see this child, we are told, are shepherds. And it isn't just a random happenstance that the shepherds come across this child. God sent his angels of heaven themselves to tell them that today a child is born, that this child is born. And shepherds in those days were not exactly the upstanding people we think of today. Shepherds at this time were people that took care of other people's sheep. They were people that laid down in the pastures. That's where they slept so they could keep the animals away. They were a rough and tumble bunch. They were not 
particularly clean bunch. The world at that time did not see shepherds as the pinnacle of society. These were the low. These were the low of the low. And they are the first people that God tells, go see this baby that is born for you today. When we are celebrating Christmas, there are many reasons that we do that. Why do we celebrate Christmas? We celebrate Christmas for all the reasons we talked about this morning. We celebrate Christmas because today the Savior is born who will address the sins of the world, that will heal what is broken. We celebrate today because today we see who our God is. Today we see how powerful he is and true, and yet we also see because he came to be born as Jesus Christ that this powerful God loves us that much, that he wants to be with us. We celebrate that as well. But if we miss this detail, then I think we're missing an awful lot. That the God of the universe, the God of all things, when he was born, this is how he chose. He didn't choose to be born to Caesar Augustus, who had many kids of his own. He didn't choose to be born to some billionaire tech bro today. He chose to be born to a family that would have been in disgrace. And the first people that saw him were people that nobody thought anything about. When our Lord came to be born human, when our Savior came to fix all things, when the God of all creation, more powerful than we can ever understand, was born today. He was born in such a way that it was clear that he was here for everyone. If we're looking at reasons why we celebrate Christmas, that our Lord is here, even for the lowest of the low, that, that is something I think is worth celebrating with everything we are. Merry Christmas. If you are able, I invite you to stand and let's respond by singing, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Thank you. 
As you can all smell, we have a potluck after, and I also see a crokinole board back there. So it's going to be a good afternoon. I'd invite you all to stay. But for our benediction this morning, we turn to the book of Numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. 